probably did hate Mayo and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod live Thursday June 2nd in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now. We did hurling on tomorrow's show. Today we're doing Gaelic Football. Anthony Moyles is with us. Uh, Owen said, I'm sorry for your trouble when you walked in and you went, I'm not happy. What What has you? How, <laughs> how are you feeling? I'm not feeling good. Lie back on the couch here and reveal uh, all. I, I don't know if we've enough time. Honestly, we'll have to go for an extension. Uh, yeah. Where do I start? Uh, my wife was away for the weekend playing basketball, so I had my two uh, girls, seven and five, and I bigged up the game. Probably early doors last week, you know. Oh, you're living in Mead now. You used to live in Dublin. So what colour jerseys are they wearing? Oh, no, they're, yeah, they were wearing... Yeah, one had an old uh, Manoli Holmes uh, that I signed for a niece of mine and got the whole team. So that was well-worn, shall we say. Oh, they were kitted out. They had the shorts, they had the hats, everything ro- rolling on. Uh, looking forward to it. One was a big sell. I had to, I had to promise her... Plenty of uh, chocolate and various things, and hot dog at half time. So that was that's that's that that got me over the 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 hesitation, shall we say? Uh, because all she kept saying to me was, "Dad, the boys are going to get hammered. The the girls will win, but the boys won't." So turns out she knows more about football than we do. <laughs> I should have just stopped right there and cut the grass for the day. <laughs> but no, I uh, I pushed on and in we went. Surprisingly little traffic. Uh, well, that's uh, in we went into the game and I got there. I said, I said, I'll risk it. You know these things, Chair. There's a, there's a short window of concentration. So uh, I said, I'll get a bit of the Clare Westmead game, which I got a bit more of uh, than I expected. So anyway, the promise was... Uh, went in the atmosphere and I know you guys have been talking about it the Claire wets me game you know although it, like, it was actually five or six points in it at, at, but it was just it was done you know um, never looked like Westmead were ever going to get the required scores to come back uh, and it was just this sense of inevitability and let's not even go there on the Mead game we'll talk about that in a minute but uh, yeah, so anyway, the, I decided, listen, let's try get them going here. So the hot dog was asked, was requested very, very quickly. Uh, so I said, right, this is a bit risky. Will I try the hot dog before an hour, half time? Went downstairs. This is our national stadium, of course. So I thought, won't be an issue. You know, there's only whatever, 30 odd thousand people here. And it's not like this is a surprise. They were expecting 2,000. But there was uh, no hot food. Zero. No hot dogs. Hardly any chips. Uh, uh, sold out. Yeah. What? yeah so um, this young girl not her fault of course about 15 years of age and I said no hot dogs my two girls beside me forlornly looking up at me with big puppy dog eyes you promised <laughs> I you promised, promised. I promised. Your fault. so I got passed with a packet of wine gums and a packet of crisps right. not, not too bad and the promise was half time in the big game we'll have one anyway down five minutes before half time Said I beat the beat the traffic, <laughs> get down early. No hot food whatsoever. I the, the plant based burgers, which were going for seven euros, by the way. The plant based burgers, even they were gone. So uh, not an absolute thing. I took a picture of it. Like I actually couldn't believe. It. I said to the girl, I said there is actually no hot food in this whole place. She's like, no, sorry, we're out of everything. I was like, that's amazing. I said, absolutely amazing. I said an ice cream. I said we'll have an ice cream. The girls, ice cream. This was true out true to tears. Uh, no, we've no ice creams left. I was like, okay, what have you got? 
Pints of Guinness <laughs> I died again <laughs> like, Unfortunately no Although I would have taken About ten of them At that stage mm. Because the stress levels Were that high uh, So Needless to say The day went from Bad to worse You've seen the Michael Douglas film Falling down Have you? That's, yes yeah, It was yeah. one of those moments <laughs> You saying Breakfast is over <laughs> So But you know it. I just started thinking About the whole Kind of thing you know, I, I can't believe GA and Crow Park, whoever has the contract, I, I'm just amazed that, you know, you go to our national stadium on a big, big day, 30-something thousand people, and you manage to run out of food uh, in the thing. Like, it wasn't, like, it's not, as I said, it wasn't like a surprise. But what if there were 60,000 there, you know? Yeah, and I'm just kind of, you know, the atmosphere of the thing. Like, it, you were in there on, like, it was absolutely, like, uh, before, there was a minute silence, absolutely perfect, uh, yeah, fine, 100%, then you have your, you cl- there was actually a bit of applause, and then you go straight into the national anthem, and there was not even, I used to kind of give out about this loud music being pumped over the town, but there was absolutely nothing, it was so dead, it was so dead, it was like being at a morgue, um, and there was this air of inevitability about the game as soon as it started, like I looked down at the two girls and I have to say I felt sorry for them I felt sorry for kids around me Dublin and Mead kids you know that it was just this is something you're being dragged to by your parents for four hours and it is zero fun it is nothing there's nothing on display uh, there's nothing going on there's nothing at half time to get enthused about there's no sense of spectacle no sense of atmosphere um, and it's expensive you know, like we got two little punnets of chips eventually because I stayed down for about 10 minutes after and eventually they must have got the deep frat fire going and threw in the old McCain chips. And I think there were five euros a punnet. Like, you know, for people going out with a clatter of kids, it's an expensive day out. Um, and then even ordering the tickets, I had to pay three adult tickets because I wanted to sit in the, the, the Hogan. Um, and the only tickets that you can buy online with family are in the Davin. Right. So you can't actually separate it out. So anyway, that was 90 euro. Now, not that it's a massive deal, but like you're just kind of going, like literally from the start, you're saying, come on, we can do this better. Surely we can do this better. You'd think so. We could have had the games. I, I was saying a home and away. So that game's in Navin, uh, and the other game is in Mullingar at the own wherever, uh, like somewhere, right, where there's an opportunity for there to be an atmosphere and a bit of a home thing and local support. But instead it's in Croker. I don't know, obviously they feel like they need to get Croker back up and running after COVID, but it didn't make any sense, particularly because earlier in the year they'd said that maybe those games won't be. And that gave us all a little bit of hope that some progression had come into the thinking. And Yeah, and like if, if you're talking about so I, I'm 100% behind you on that front and I know we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago about saying right take it out of Croker pack a couple of places because there is something magical about going to you know a provincial town it being kind of shut down for the day and an, an unbelievable atmosphere with 15 or 20,000 people in it or whatever it is Um Crow Park is lost so you can hear the players like you can hear them roaring at each other you can hear there was a particular individual who obviously was on it early behind me way up and you could hear him roaring at different things and it's just like there's cursing going on there's just like I mean and you're just kind of going this is just absolute disaster zone but as I say the fact of the matter is this 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 thing of you know like I, I feel for me I feel for lots of teams in, in, in Leinster because you're coming up against the juggernaut that is Dublin, right? Um, 
there are there before the grace of God, a lot of other counties don't come up against them every single year, yeah. right? And this is doing Mead, Kildare, whoever else that meets them, absolutely zero good. It's doing the counties zero good. It's doing Leinster zero good. But the so players this, all want to play games in Croke Park. Correct, it's but their this dream. Exactly. So this idea, but this idea of oh well, we we have to hold on to the provincials because you know the history and all that. This is killing football. It's absolutely killing football. And it's killing... Like, if I was a kid there and I'm 7 or 10 or 15 or 12, and I, look, I mean, a good pal of mine was there with his young lads. They play with Dunsany. Good, 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 really good players. I'm kind of looking at them. They're looking out at their heroes getting an absolute whooping, right? And this is not the first time. And they're kind of saying to themselves, well, you know what? I play a bit of basketball and I play... I do swimming or I do athletics. And, you know, is this what I'm aspiring to out here? You know, and I'm saying to the girls driving home, listen, the supporters is about being there in the good days and the bad days, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's doing it's not doing the sport any good at all. Now, that's not to say that you know Dublin have to do what they have to do, and Mead were pretty abject on the day, um, and we can get into that again. But at the same time, it is doing, as I said, the sport absolutely no good. It's doing the counties no good because. Like, I thought Mead were advancing a bit after last year, and I'm saying there's a lot of good work being done, there's a lot of good work being in the county, but where does that put you now? Like, imagine you're there given seven nights of your of your free time in, 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 in the assistance of Mead football, and then this is the fruits of the labour that you see after three or four years. Whether you're at the under-16s, the minors, the 20s, this is what you're looking at. And you're just kind of going... Oh my God! Like I was, we were chatting on Friday. Nigel Crawford was 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 on the thing, and he was telling me his 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 young lad. Nigel lives up in um, Ratfarnham, and his, his lad plays with I think Bally Bowden. He's under ten, I think, or under elevens. There were six teams, so he was one of three teams playing on one pitch, and there was another three teams playing on another. So there was six teams of under ten or under twelves. That's six fifteens with substitutes at that age. So, like. That is the reality. That's one club team which has a pick of about 70 or 80 kids. You know, sorry, more. You know, coming through. And you're in a situation, like, I mean, that even even big, big clubs in me, the Ratotes, the Dunhamore Ashburns, the Dunshocklands, the Navin O'Mahony's, the Simonstowns, they might only have one team, maybe maximum two teams at that age. So you have six versus two. So, like, the odds are you're going to get more talent from the six. Can I just make a point on that as well? And to look at it from the complete opposite perspective on that, Anthony, which kind of backs up your point about the whole promotion of the games. So I was just kind of thinking about this over the last couple of days. If you look at Gaelic football as like this marketable thing, who are your biggest stars in Gaelic football? Let's say Dublin's biggest star right now is Brian Fenton or Con O'Callaghan, the most marketable people for one of the more marketable counties. And you've got a five and a half month window with which to use these people between the start of February and the middle of July now, let's not forget. You look to go back, and if you look at the window between, I think it was the 25th of March when they got relegated by Monaghan and the 25th of June when they will play an All-Ireland quarter final. They will have played a game of no consequence. Now maybe Kildare will put it up against them in the Leinster final. A game of zero consequence. The weather's been good. The hurlers are getting great exposure. They'll have played a Leinster championship in that window. Mm -hmm. To hammer that home even more, David Clifford, the most marketable person in Munster right now, he'll have played two games in 12 weeks between the league final and the All-Ireland quarter final against Cork and against Limerick. Like this is just such a waste of time. You've got this massive tranche of, of, of weeks going by where these lads are playing A versus B games in training. 
Like Brian Fenton is playing against Tom Lahiff behind closed doors more than he's playing against any other top midfielder in the country. David Clifford is being marked by Tom O'Sullivan if it more wasn't, than he's being marked by any top defender. If it wasn't for Supervalue pushing Clifford and O'Hara into the public domain last week, we wouldn't have heard anything or thought about David Clifford, really. It would have I missed the league. I, I missed the, the pissing rain in Tralee watching um, these, these games. Like, yeah. Well, you miss, you, miss, you miss the standard. You miss the competition at a required level and at a requisite level of where you are and that's all that you're looking for that's why that's why every single pretty much sport in the world has divisions like I mean you are at this level yes the we're GA at this levels. level the exactly. have at a club yeah. level exactly. they understand that right. like, people would stop coming to the clubs if the if the competition was as bad as the senior intercounty competition they would stop going they would have no interest in it of course they would absolutely and, they, and, and why do people keep going in the clubs because there's always a feeling that we that particular year we're yeah. going to do it we've got Jimmy in who's the new manager or the yeah. young lad has come up and he's, he's kicking the lights out whatever there's always we're hope we're playing teams of a similar standard yesterday for me the hope was literally whatever hope was there it was extinguished and it was absolutely extinguished and I'm, I'm genuinely worried about like I, I don't think Kildare I, I hope they do I genuinely hope they do put up a fight but I, I'm scared at what could happen there uh, because Dublin are we've, we've, look, we've spoken about this till the cows come home during the league they've never gone away no. last year was an absolute blip it was it was a misnomer like I mean they are there even then they nearly got into the All-Ireland final like, yeah exactly and by the way last year could have been a sup to kind of say listen lads we might get we might, <laughs> the county might get split up we might give an All-Ireland to someone because we're going to win the next 10 anyway like genuinely bar Kerry literally bar Kerry because I didn't I, I was a little bit disappointed with Derry and again we can get into that yesterday um, it, like they're just light years ahead and it's a numbers game it is a numbers game at the end of the day. Um, and when I give that a pure example of six teams of 15, so that's 90, and then you throw in whatever else you've got. Um, is that 90? Yeah, it is. Um, is so there a possibility they're not playing 15 aside? Because I know our under 10s, under 11s, are actually n- they're more nine aside tens well, I guess even but if whatever they're, yeah. they're still yeah. eighty or ninety kids yeah. uh, you know relative but and that's just one year it's not actually correct twelves yeah they'll have an under tens elevens and twelves it's 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 you know I I think the GEA whether it's the lack of hot dogs at halftime right or whether it's the Talton Cup this idea of splitting it north south like come on seriously. You know, it's not like we're living in America. We're not living on a landmass that it takes you 55 hours to go from one end to the other. Get on a bus, drive an extra bit of an hour on the bus and get to where you need to go. Like if I was the northern teams, I'd be saying, well, Ulster's probably meant to be one of the, the strongest provincials. And yet now you're sticking us in the same thing and you're going to wither us away. Yeah. Let us play some of the lads down south. We want to play the teams in Munster. We want to play the teams in Leinster. But actually, no, no, lads, you can have it again. You can do your Ulster Championship again and see how you get on. Um, like like that again for me is a kind of a thing of you had an opportunity to do something and you managed to put a, a little subline in there somewhere which kind of caught ever like I heard Tomas O'Shea last week it's 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 it has they weren't uh, sure if they were north or south they obviously would have depended on the number of teams um, who came through so like yeah anyway uh, this one, ranting let me let me <laughs> the, this this might provoke another rant from you Shane says Anthony Meath football is in a shambles they have regressed in the past ten years due to poor management at board and county level it's of Meath's own doing. Oh yeah. Um like if 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 the company is, you know, to bring a business sense in this, the company is continually making a loss and uh, you can't get any kind of decent results, you would have to say, let's have a look at the board and the executive, right? Yeah. That's it. The employees will come and go. 
um, which it is. The playing, the playing employees and the guys who were out there will come and go. Um, there was some success, there has been some success in the last number of years um, with minors and under 20s. Uh, the transition of it into the senior team, it was looked at because I know I was given out about this last year whereby, you know, fellas were playing to kind of under 17 and then they were kind of being just let back to their clubs. So there has been a, 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 a pathway developed which has kept them through to hopefully developing them into the senior team. Um I think does it need a major overhaul there have been they have been trying to make major overhauls I know they're in the process of making major overhauls and these things just don't change overnight um, I do think part of it is chicken and egg where uh, really good people who would like to get involved don't get involved because they see the game is stacked and so therefore you know and, and that's not to say that the county doesn't deserve to take some of the blame for what's happened there is a big population of me there's a big population of Kildare mm. Kildare have eventually gotten some of their house in order and they're getting more of their house in order and they seem to have more of the right people involved now and maybe that's about to happen in me too I don't know but uh, they need to take some responsibility for what happened but the game is rigged and so therefore a lot of people who would be interested in getting involved a lot of corporates who would be interested in spending yeah. money are yeah. like well what do we get we get hammered by the dubs the game is rigged but but to, to counteract that because something you know things will just change they'll stay the same unless you, you change them right so so you have to you have to first of all if you're going to a corporate to try and bring them on you have to obviously you know uh, realize the elephant in the room which is Dublin right there you are the you know the, the big boy so you have to say listen Yes, there is that potential of every single time in Leinster. But I tell you what we're going to do. We are trying to make incremental changes here, here, here. These are our these are our key performance indicators. You want to use all that old speak, right? These are the things that we're trying to get. And even so far as that you're then trying to pull people in because you're giving them a vision of, of 10 years or whatever it is. And I know that's people can throw that out. But I think I, I, I'd say I'll go back 10 years and I was talking about the same thing. So we could be 10 years hence now, by the way. Um... Could there be like even when you look at the at, at the performance yesterday? I'm sure the management team yesterday had certain things because if you get caught up in the result of a big game and the result playing against Dublin, you're you're nine times ninety nine percent of the way of you're, you're going to have a failure, right? So the day is going to seem like a failure to you if you do not win. But yet, if you're like Cork versus Kerry a couple of weeks ago, they'll say to themselves, right, we've been written off here completely. Like, no one's given us an opportunity. So what we're going to do is we have areas that we need to look at. We have tackle rate in the first half, turnover, and many times we keep them down to a certain amount of shots. We look at how many times we can turn the ball over, how many kickouts we win, whatever those little statistics are in each game. And then you go and you try to execute... Where are Cork now? Cork are probably saying to themselves, actually, you know what? This is something we can build on. Like, I mean, teams have been themselves. Could we get the 60 minutes next year against Kerry? And in two or three years' time, can we get the 70 minutes against Kerry and actually really start to... That's, that's their... So they're, they're looking ahead. Me, I think, after yesterday, are probably looking backwards now saying, well, where are we again? That question mark over, where are we? Everyone will say it. Who, who's to blame? Well, everyone is to blame. Yeah. You know, I'm to blame. Like, I mean, literally everyone is to blame. No one is no one is, is shy of, of failure in this. And, bl- and blaming, say, Andy McEntee or the management team or indeed the players, it, it's, you know, Yes, there's some players who hid yesterday. Yes, there's some players who who looked, I think, at that Dublin team and it was kind of a la the Mike Tyson situation that 
as soon as Tyson used to walk into the ring fellas used to nearly just fall over because they were like I'm bet and you last know? year was supposed to be the end of that like that was the whole point and the league was supposed to be the beginning of uh, the end of this but actually like we were saying earlier their generational players look lean and fit and hungry and rested in some instances and ready to go like mad for road again to uh, remind us all that they were the greatest team of all time and that just because some of them are gone they're still here mad so, for road yeah um the the power rankings obviously uh, are are Dublin ahead of Kerry in your head now, right, like the All Ireland finals tomorrow. Everybody we think is available fit for both teams. Who are favourites? Oh, it's it's it's, phew. it's very tight. It's very tight. Like it's it's massively come in, and what's come in is, I think I think Mead butchered a couple of chances that they had. Uh, I thought they could have been a bit more expansive. I was I actually got a decent enough view of the game where it was, and and there were there were runs being made, and there was a couple of times where it was one on one or two on two in the full forward line, and the fellas just didn't receive the ball. They. Desi has obviously decided, you know what, I, I can trust Mick Fitzsimons um, with my life in the sense of against one-on-one situations. And if you remember, remember Morris's chance in the first half where he kind of ended up just dribbling it wide. He slipped, first of all, when he initially got the ball, but Fitzsimons' defending was absolutely brilliant. He stayed in his feet. He pushed him out to his right foot because he knew he was predominantly left-footed. Um, so when you have players and when you have the belief in that, you're happy enough to do that. And it obviously means that they can push more forward. They were scoring at will yesterday, like pretty much, you know, I don't think a Mead lad got a, got a, got a, got a hit on. So that's again chicken and eggs type situation Jerry. was it because they had just so much fluidity in that forward line fellas running a pace off angles able to put balls into the spaces that they want really intensive running like savagely like Coslo had an unbelievable game yesterday every time he got the ball he just thought right I'm taking you on and I'm going for it there's a chance he's peaking like he, because he's been around for so long he, he burst on the scene as a teenager and never quite got to the point where he was going to be the star but now there's a chance he's the star and actually at 28 we might be about to see the best of him as well. Like, yeah, you could be. Like again, you know, and I, I caveat all of this with, you know, the fear thing is a big thing, right? The fear thing is a big thing. And I've talked about the Mike Tyson thing, and Mead aren't alone in this. And and Kildare to have an opportunity against Dublin can't have that. They have to decide. Like if I'm a cornerback and I'm Mark and Costello, I'm standing in front of Costello. I'm saying, listen, if you want that ball, you're going to have to get out by me and do everything you can to get that. I'm just taking up, I'm taking a chance. I might get caught a couple of times in behind, but I'm actually showing, and I'm, I'm even in my own psychology, in my own head, I'm saying that I'm, I'm willing to take this this chance against you because, like, standing behind, trying to hope that you get balls off them, yeah, trying to hope that it, it's not going to happen. I mean, there's a chance that Claire scored. 216 against the Dubs but there's a chance the Dubs score 424 in the same game and it's like a crazy shootout we'll come back to yeah. that because we have a couple of weeks yeah. but um, we've got about a minute left here we've Derry and the job that's been happening over the last couple of years yeah they're gonna they're gonna be licking their chops ahead of the the Ulster final. So there's room for improvement. It sounds like you think. Uh, yeah, I think there is room for improvement. I thought Monaghan Monaghan will probably leave that game uh, feeling oh what what you know the first half I thought they kicked in a lot of bad wides Monaghan. Now they were under pressure. Derry have an unbelievably strong defensive system, passing players on, keeping a core amount of players in the right area. Um, fellas with different matchups, they don't get caught. Um, they have two unbelievable generals in there with McKay and Rogers. Right, so like. McCaig is like, listen, give me anyone, I'll look after it. And the communication that they have, Lynch steps up as the goalkeeper and directs an awful lot of stuff. So they keep you out of that exclusion zone and they say, listen, if you're going to kick them, you're kicking them from way out. And 
it do, sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't happen and it was kind of writing on the walls early in the game when McManus kicked one if you remember right that he would it, normally yeah. get and yeah. he just kind of pulled it you're kind of saying uh. but they weren't Monaghan showed a way though I think of defending against them uh, which other teams and probably Donegal will certainly say okay this is this is an area where we can hurt them because I thought they got lucky a couple of times in, in some of the opportunities they still deserve to win it um, but when they got to within three Monaghan still had the pressure on they kicked a couple of bad wides and then they got caught badly just for, 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 for the next goal um, they're moving well and I think as I said with Glass like Glass was imperious yesterday absolutely like just constantly moving the perpetual motion very very strong around the middle of the field McKinnis had a, didn't have as good a game as he had in the, the last day out but they've a very 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 strong spine and they've got a, a savage amount of pace on the wings is there something about this Roy Gallagher bounce that is oddly reminiscent of Jim McGuinness in 2012? Like, obviously, there's a connection with him and, and Jim McGuinness, but it kind of feels like the game plan they have is kind of uh, kryptonite for a lot of teams in Ulster. It, ju- it just feels like, again, this is me getting completely carried away with just the raw emotion of Gallagher for two of the three goals yesterday. I'm just, I'm just looking at like this momentum. I'm like, could this thing carry them all the way? Yeah, well, there's probably half of that. It probably was himself and uh, uh, Banty's probably passed. So I'd say there was a bit of that jumping around, you know, just to kind of say, right, well, I'm I'm really sticking it to you here. Um, he has been, he, he has embowed them with an unbelievable amount of confidence and belief, right? And he is that type of, of, of an individual, I'd say, in the sense of we are, you know, we're building the platform and we're giving you the structure and the strategy and if you just do what, you, what what we're meant to do we will get there obviously it's taken a while but they they can see forward momentum all the time so when we go back to those things that you want in a game although you might get bet what do we want to achieve they're doing all of those things on so the belief is there between the players between the management um, and they're heading to the North Star and like I mean they will deserve it because they've had some they've had some serious games to get there they're battle hardened um, they're and, not you being know, chumps you know no absolutely no. Not. 